Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Grant Williams. Grant Williams is also known by his stage name, G Strings. He is a singer, songwriter based out of Dayton, Ohio. This talented musician not only writes his own original pieces, but he also sings them as well. I had the pleasure of sitting with Grant as he talked all about his music, his artistry, and gave us a little bit about his background. All right, everyone, let's go. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I appreciate you for having me. Yes, yes. So we are here today with Grant Williams, a.k.a. G-String. Yes, sir. I'll have to ask him where he got his <laughs> stage name. But he is here. Um, he is a musician, and he is going to give us a little background information about his background, his life, where he's going, what he's trying to accomplish, and all those types of things. So... You know, this is called Life Got in the Way, and um, a lot of times we are learning and growing from each other's journeys and experiences. So I'm so happy that Grant is with us to kind of give us a little of his story and his experiences to share. So just to kind of start us off, can you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how it all started? I was one of those people who um, I couldn't tell you sometimes where I remember the song, but I, I can remember melodies and I remember certain lyrics that caught my attention. Um, so I just kind of got started with uh, through church. That was my main thing. Uh, when I was young, I think I was about maybe six or seven when I first started kind of picking up the drums. And then from there, I went to the guitar for a little bit. And I really transitioned to the piano. So. Uh, a little bit after the piano, I started learning how to sing and how to, you know, write and produce and especially everything behind the microphone. And it just kind of kept growing. So, um, yeah, like, it started there. My main passion about it now is just I love what music can do for people and how it can affect people. So I tried to use my music to um, to sort of be a, a weapon in positivity, if that makes sense. I like that. A weapon in positivity. Yeah. Okay, so you got your starts. You started off with the keyboard? I mean, the piano, right? Well, my very, very first instrument was actually the drums. Um, I just, oh, yeah, okay. the very, because mainly in the church, that's like the first thing you're allowed to play. That's kind of what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I never really, I mean, I like the drums, but it wasn't my thing. I think. My thing was more so the piano and the guitar. Okay, yeah, the drums. That always seems to be where 
people kind of get their start um, with, uh, you know, playing those instruments. I, I've had a couple of friends who that was how they started was the drums. Um, yeah. I've always wanted to play the drums. My mom was like, uh, no. <laughs> I was not gonna be able to bring that into the house. Well, oh yeah, I feel you. That's the kind of that's the thing too. A lot of mothers say that, but nowadays, excuse me, nowadays you can get a um, electric drum set, so there's yeah. very minimal sound. And then you probably put some headphones on, exactly. and that's great. Cause see, you know, I think those uh, shows that we used to have during the '80s and '90s, where you see these kids and they. They turn the garage into their, you know, place where they can have their band. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, I don't know anybody who has done this. So it's not really realistic. But it just seemed like that was something that we would have access to. I'm like, well, you know, you just open up the garage. I can start my band. I don't even have have anybody around to start a band with. (laughs) You know what? In a perfect world for me, I would love that. Like if there was a neighborhood where, like you say, there was a musician and he has uh, just a whole bunch of equipment. He will open up the garage. Oh, man, I would love that. Um, I think much like um, like being on the football team or being on the basketball team. Sometimes when you're uh, when you're in a band, you kind of develop a camaraderie, and it teaches you other things like you know other disciplines. Definitely. So, how long were were you, you mentioned that you played for the um, the piano. Were you actually a singer in the choir as well? Uh, well, just kind of by default. Um, so, yeah, I was at first. Basically, I just was all over musically when I was young because um, I loved it so much. So, I think when I was younger, I wasn't, um, I guess I would say I wasn't the best vocalist. I still don't think I'm the best or anything like that, but I'm just saying I, like, I had to get a little bit older to kind of understand how to sing. And uh, so mainly at first I was playing instruments. And I think a lot of guys say that too because around that age is when you're going through puberty. So your voice is changing a whole lot and, you know, you, there's no vocal control. Did you just mute yourself? Instead of me having too many windows open. Oh, yeah, I hear you now. (laughs) (laughs) I had too many windows open. And I'm like, wait, I just lost my window (laughs) for the podcast. But, um, yeah, so, you know, that's the thing about... um, you you know like you said you mentioned your voice changes i remember some of my favorite artists you remember the group soul for real oh yeah you know that was a big thing when the youngest kid who kind of was supposed to be like the the michael the jackson sounding voice uh-huh. his voice starts changing right. and it was right in the middle of okay we just we just made it and now your voice is changing you can't do that to i know i know <laughs> oh so many groups that were like that so that was the the downside of having the young kid that sounds really high pitched, right. unless his voice continues to stay that way, right. um, it becomes problematic later. Right. I think when Usher first got signed, he um, he had a problem with that as well. I think he, they had to do some type of test to see if he would have a problem, you know, going forward. Oh, that was one of my favorite artists growing up. I was like, yes, Usher, Usher, Usher. Usher. I was like, oh, um, I remember him before. 
everybody was like, you make me want to came out. I was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. He came out before mm-hmm. when he was like 14 or 15. Right. Right. <laughs> and I was like, that's when I liked him. And by the time everybody else caught up, I was like, oh, I moved on to the next mm-hmm. celebrity uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, favorite. I think I was into Ray J. I don't know. I was going through a weird phase. Oh, Ray J. <laughs> I like Ray J, but you know, you know, Ray J. I don't think he usher, you know. No, yeah, no, no. He he was his, he was in his own lane, but you know, I I'm a nostalgia person. I remembered when he was on this show with Sinbad, mm-hmm. and he was singing. I was like, who is this cute little kid? And I was like, that's you know, and that's when I was like, when we came out with his own music. Because, you know, his sister, you know, Brandy was out. Yeah, so it's uh-huh. like, now he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, now here we go. Now see, that was going to be my question to you. Do you think he got some of that clout just because of his sister? But you know what? I will say that I think as, as siblings, she opened the door. But I think he, actually, he was the first one I saw on television. Really? Um, because he, I think he had his show with Sinbad before she got the show with... Um, what was that? The the woman Thea, she mm. was on a television show Thea before she you know got her own show mm. or before her record deal had really dropped. Nobody knew who Brandy Norwood was at the time, and her brother was actually I knew of him first, and then I found out they were siblings. Really? So and then somehow they're connected to Snoop Dogg. So there's just music oh, really? all through the family. I didn't know they was connected to Snoop. <laughs> yeah, they were like they're like they're like cousins. I was like nobody talks about that. But um, they mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah, they're cousins. So, wow. very interesting. Right. Very interesting. Right. Yeah. So now you, like you said, you started in a church. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your very first, like that moment when you really first picked up an instrument and you just kind of like fell in love with the music? Man, um, probably when I picked up an instrument. Um, there was a couple different times, but. I think the most prevalent one for me, I'm, like say for example, there's times where, you know, you're in school and you start singing and then like a couple of the girls in the hallway, they look at you and you go, hey, this might be good for me. Or, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Little things like that. But uh-huh. when I felt like uh, like this was something more serious for me, something I could really do, um, there was a song that I wrote uh, called I'm Right Here. It's like really old, but... Um, I wrote it just for myself, like in worship, you know, basically, uh, was going through. How old were you? Do you remember? I want to say maybe 16, something like that, 16 or 15. And, um, I just was writing about what I was going through and I, I basically, I felt, uh, I felt not heard. I felt, um, I don't know. I just felt like alone in a lot of ways, and I just, you know, almost maybe depressed. And so the song was talking about that, and it just kind of ended with God saying that, you know, I know you're going through these things, but I'm right here through every step. I'm right here, etc. So I played that song to me. You know, I just was in the, uh, I was in the sanctuary at the time, but it was like after a church service, and you know how you know, old Baptist churches and stuff, they be having them dinners after church. Uh, used to, oh, yeah. yeah. I can never get to go to those <laughs> My grandma always wanted to go home. You're right. Oh, see? we go to the next church. <laughs> we were missionary Baptists, so we had to 
go home, eat, and then go to the next church. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get to eat the meal. Yeah, so you already know, like, sometimes on them, it be them Sundays where it's like you got church, then you got food, and then you got, like, another service, or you're going to another church, like you said. Right. So it was one of them. All day events. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I had got up there, like, before uh, we went anywhere else or had the second service or whatnot. And I was just playing to myself in the sanctuary by myself and, like, some other people. Like, I was closing my eyes. It was, like, a whole moment. I was, like, crying and, you know. And uh, so I didn't even. You were being moved by the Spirit. Man, for real. For real. You you ever had a situation like that where music hit you like that? Yes. I, oh, I have to tell you that story. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, go you ahead. Know. Go ahead. I'll tell you about that yeah, one. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, yeah, I'm fully in my little mode when I'm playing and I'm singing. Some of my friends come in. I didn't know they had came in. By the time I got done, I stopped and I looked up and it's like four or five people like on the piano and like sitting at the altar and stuff and they praying and they crying and stuff too. And I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? So a couple of years later, like maybe, like that was maybe like when I was 15 or 16. And about a year ago, this girl that she happened to be one of the people who came in. We hadn't seen each other in forever. And she still remembered that song. Like she was telling me some of the lyrics and everything. And that was the only time that she heard it. It hadn't been recorded. So I was, you know. Wow. You just never know how music can just impact you, right? Yeah. Um, and, and especially when it has a lasting effect on you. Right. Um, uh, you asked me, that's kind of, that's really cool that she was able to kind of give you that moment because it just kind of it kind of sometimes it's a reminder of you know that there was something there was something there that you know you were you were meant to go through that mm -hmm. the, that moment and and somebody witnessed it and they're just reminding you of that that purpose in your life that there was something special there and we're just reminding you how special it really was oh, yeah. so that's kind of cool yeah um <laughs> Um, funny because um, you mentioned, uh, you know, have we ever have ever been moved by that type of spirit? And I did have one incident when I was uh, visiting a church with my friend, and I'm I'm not one of those who you know a lot of people they can really catch the spirit. And mm -hmm. I'm not really one of those. I'm one of those. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the ambiance. So sometimes I would like close my eyes and mm -hmm. just like you know I'm really hearing the music and I'm like waiting for the prayer to end, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. as you do. Right. And so one time I'm I'm going through the motions, got my eyes closed, waiting for and then all of a sudden I'm hearing the play the piano is still playing, but I don't hear nobody talking. And because everybody was standing and there was a prayer going on, the choir was doing uh, their thing and then uh, all of a sudden I just hear the music and I'm like, this is great. I'm like, how long is this prayer? Uh, I'm like, when the prayer uh, stopped, uh, but the music's still going. So I open my eyes, and I'm the only one standing. Even my friend that I came with had sat down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm visiting the church, and they were just, she was like, I just thought you were moving the spirit. I was like, no. <laughs> I was just, I cut. I just thought, I was, thought we were praying, and, and, it, and it just I zoned out. But I really was not lost in the spirit, and I think they thought I was. That's so that's why they kept playing the music. But I was like, that's when you got to pull me down and say, hey, hey, hey. And you know, see, I'm a church musician too. Like, so I bet you he was whoever was playing was thinking, like, man, I know she ain't still feeling the spirit. She need to go and sit down. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, let me sit. 
So I was like, okay, I was super embarrassed. But yeah, um, but I, yeah, that that music has a way of just kind of doing that to you. Absolutely. So now you you had to start everybody. That's always a good foundation when you get that start in the church. So from there, you you written your first song or you know you played it. You got a taste of what that feels like. Um, what was your and you said you you learned instruments. What what instruments did you learn and kind of what was your next um, step into what what genre? Yeah, know? so for me it was just kind of like a natural progression. Like um, so, like I said, I started on the drums and um, that was in the church. When you learn a little bit about church drums, certain other genres um, lend themselves to the church genre. So, and that's just like any other genre. If you listen to some rock and roll, for example, you can hear traces and elements of hip hop. You can hear elements of even some type of like jazz in a way because of some of the um, riffs and stuff that they may do. So anyway, same thing happened with the uh, with, with the church and the instrument. So I kind of, like I said, started from the drums. Then I forgot to tell you, I actually went to the bass guitar first because uh, one of the guys who were at the church, he played the bass, and the bass is a real in, uh, important instrument um, for the it overall. Is, it is. It keeps that tempo. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it holds the bottom, too. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the way I look at it, it's almost like the foundation of a house, you know. Everything else is real nice and, you know, pretty, but the bass kind of gives it a, you know what I'm saying? It's like that foot stump when you get the, yeah. you can snap your fingers, but then when you put in that little foot stump, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So when dude, like, had, you know, because he, he was getting, he was blowing up. I think he had just started touring with Lakeside or somebody, but he was, like, really good, so... He kind of grew past us, and we needed a bass player. So I jumped on and tried to do a little something. Then so that lends itself to a lot of R&B. Um, a lot of bass is groovy, you know what I'm saying? So so I was listening to um, a lot of bass lines at the time. I didn't even know what the bass lines were. You know, I didn't know that uh, doom, 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 Hip, the hippie to the hip hop, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know it. I just were going like, oh, okay, I like that bass, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who would you say um, now that you've kind of went into the realm of R and B? Who would you say were some of your um, your um, influences, um, um, musicians or favorite musicians during man. that time? You ones you were most inspired by? Oh, uh, man. So I hate to kind of sound like whatever you know what I'm saying, but. I have such a big, broad spectrum. So, but in R&B, I would say around that time, okay, it's got to be Kel. I know he did the thing that he did with the whole... Yeah. (laughs) And I hate that he did it. However, separating his action from his talent, man, that dude is probably the most talented R&B artist of all time. So I was heavily influenced by him. Then, of course, all the people from that time, you got Yvonne, you got uh, Music Soul Child, you got uh, Joe, what's his name, Carl Thomas, Dave Hollister. Uh, so uh, many. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell I you know. one that you probably ain't really hip to. Well, I know a little bit about musicians. Mm-hmm. I personally, one of my favorites, um, you mentioned how you talked about uh, that, the idea of just 
that bass, you know, you, you, you don't know that bass until you hear it from the blues. Yeah. You hear it from like B.B. King. Yeah. And, and even in my favorite, one of my favorite guitarists, um, outside of, you know, the, the greats, you know, the slash, you know, all of those people, mm-hmm. um, and Jimi Hendrix, of course, mm-hmm. my favorite, I love Eric Clapton. I love Eric Clapton. Yes, because I was just like, I love that if I could change the world. Yeah. And then, you know, and the tears from heaven. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, man. Oof, if you know my name. When he starts that and he plays that, that melody, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, when you when you love and have a love for music, it's it's in everything. I, I can listen to bluegrass. I can listen to exactly. blues. I can listen to, and the, even the, 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 the guitar that you can find in jazz. Right. The elevator right, music, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's so, see, so cool. I think for me, it's the elements of the music that I enjoy more so than like the actual music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And that's so. I, what is it? I'm, I'm sorry. I was about to say. I think that's what makes us be able to enjoy like a broad spectrum of genres. That's true. That's true because of, of how the elements come together. Right. Um, what What is your in, in terms of when you're writing and creating music? What is your process? Um. So that's that's almost like two different questions to me. Like what I do to get going is it's kind of different from uh, what I what my process is. I don't necessarily like I don't necessarily kind of believe in making yourself write or making yourself create. I think the the better approach would be allowing yourself to fluently create once the inspiration hits. Cause I think it, I like that. you know what I mean. So I think it's like for me, um, how how that looks is that like in my studio here, I'm trying and I can you know continue to try to make everything as streamlined as possible. So when I come in, wake up my mouse. It's already on the programs that I need. The microphone is already ready to go. And so there won't be speed bumps when I'm feeling that inspiration. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to get it down. I got to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, crap, the such and such didn't work. Hold on. You know, the, oh, the such, you know, <laughs> and then by the time you get back, you're like, okay, now what was I about to say? You know, so. Oh, you feel like doing it no You more. see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> that to me is by far the biggest thing for when I start or when I want to write a song. But once I'm already sort of in that mode, I think the most important thing is, like, first of all, I'm a lyric person. I want to be able to, if I was to take the music away from the the song and take the beat away from the song, to be able to look at the lyrics and read them as a paragraph and there's actual good information there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, um... I don't know if you listen to um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. They, you know, they got their group uh, Silk Sonic, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just talking because you know, I remember for months everybody's like, "When you gonna come out with a song?" They came out with one song, like, and then a year later they come yeah, out with the album. But I'm not so, mad. But yeah, I'm not. You know, as a as an artist, you're just like, well, I'm talking like I like I, as I've written songs and got <laughs> got my guitar out or anything. But I'm an artist of you know writing mm-hmm. so i get the artistry aspect of it but you know you want to put out good content yeah and and good quality music and they were talking about the vibe if the vibe wasn't right yeah you know because they was sometimes they would sit on a song and they would sit on it for months and months uh, and months absolutely. and then something would happen in a moment 
and they was like, that's it's it, that's that it. hook, that's yeah. that, that beat, yeah. that's that last added segment that we uh, you know, we had to put on it mm-hmm. to make it great. Mm-hmm. And um, Anderson Pack would talk about how he would talk how uh, basically Bruno Mars really pushed him mm-hmm. and push his envelope would push his vocal cords because uh-huh, yeah. he yeah. was like I'm singing in keys I ain't never <laughs> sung in <laughs> so know you know and it, yeah so it's just like I think that's when you especially when you you're doing like collaborations or anything like that and you're 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 grooving in the music like like you said you just when that creativity happens you just want to be ready mm-hmm. and and geared up and and ready ready for when it happens Absolutely. so um speaking of collaborations have you ever had opportunities to collaborate with other artists or um other singers and if so what was how was that experience for you and is it something that you want to do in the future more of? yeah i definitely want to do more of it in the future you know, for me, the biggest thing right now that is uh, probably a problem, or can be a problem as far as collaborations, is schedules, man. So, you know? <laughs> and then, but the, I'll tell you one thing that's cool about um, playing music is when people have the proper equipment, you can record your verse or what have you and just send it to them. And, you know, they can, you know, put it into their computer use their microphones and, you know, their proper equipment and record it and send it back to you. So it makes it a little easier. However, one thing you lose, the energy. And uh, that's really important to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you remember the TLC. They, remember their first album, they recorded together in the studio. And then the second two albums, Mm -hmm. they didn't. And then I think the last album that they did together, they got back in the studio because they, they were saying it was, it was just like that. They was like, you know, somebody would come right. in, they would lay their track. Then, you know, Lisa come in and she do hers. And just like you said, you know, you, you sending it, you know, now yeah. we do it virtually. You're, you're sending your, 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 your segment yeah. to that person. But there's that, that in-person, exactly. you know, vibe. And that's what I appreciate. But um, let me make a note of that. 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that idea of like when um, uh, Bruno and, and, and Anderson Pack were talking, they were talking about how vibing together and being Absolutely. in the room. Like when they, they did the video for Silk Sonic, they did that live and they, they did. They had one yeah. take and that was it. And it just, it flowed and it worked. And I was like, yeah, when you, it's That's like that magic thing. happens. That's the thing. And I think a lot of people miss that. I think people, um, they don't get that concept. Um, for me, I can do a song five, six, seven, eight times and I'll be like, nah, that ain't it. And then I'll do a song maybe the 10th or 20th or 30th time, you know, because sometimes it takes a while. You know, it's not always, you know. I think it was Whitney Houston that they were talking about where she would come in the studio and just blaze it out and it would be done in, like, her first tape. Um, that's not reality for most people, you know. So, um, but, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, who was that? I think it was um, Aretha Franklin. And she had to come in, and I think she was doing a track with mm-hmm. Luther. And she came in. And you know, it's Larissa. It's Aretha. She's like, I laid my track. Okay, I'm done. I just right. sing it and I'm done. And he's like, No, we're not done. <laughs> okay, right. right <laughs> if right, we right. need to get it right. She was like, 
But that's not, I don't do that. He was like, no, we need to get mm-hmm. it and we're not done. <laughs> and she was looking, and they, I think they had like uh, that little stare on uh-huh. But I was like, look, both of them, they both got, you know, oh, deep tendencies. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to help for me. You're not I gonna, love Luther. Yeah, because they both kind of, they're, they're, you know, they're, the, they're, they're huge and they're both in their respective mm-hmm. lanes. So it's like. They're known, and they were also known for being, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to do it till we get it right. <laughs> and she's like, we're going to tell me it ain't right. <laughs> and he's like, how you going to tell me it is? <laughs> so I just, I love that, that, you know. And but she she did she she went yeah, back in that yeah. you know what it, it pushes you <laughs> like it's not a um it's not a disrespect I think that has to be done in the right way when you got two artists that kind of have a you know an ego about themselves large caliber you know, yeah, a lot of ego there <laughs> if, you know if you care about something it's like you want it done right so definitely definitely so okay so now you you collaborated. Mm-hmm. You've um you've been playing these different instruments. Is there some? What's the next? What's next for you? Like, what are you? What are you hoping to accomplish with your, or or what do you hope to? What do you want to do to take it to the next? Yeah, I think the big the um thing for me with that would just be expansion. I've always I feel like music for me is going to continue to be a journey. I don't think it'll never be like an end destination. Like, woo, made that album done. You know, um, for me it'll almost be like a a diary of my life. And just the things that I see. And I hope that I can put it in music form to where other people can enjoy it. So the next step would just be continuing to do what I'm already doing and then getting it all recorded and available to people. By the way, if my um, my album is Get to Know You, if you haven't already heard it, it's out on all streaming platforms. Yeah, okay, you know. okay. I love that title, by yeah, the way. Get yeah, to I appreciate know. that. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit, but... Uh, just expansion, man. Like everybody else, I just want to be successful. And I want to be able to get paid from what I love to do. Yes. Isn't that a blessing when you get to just get paid doing the thing you love? It's not work. It's just like it's it's it's, it's your livelihood. Right. It's, it's a part of you, you know, especially when you love creating. Right. Like I love writing. And when you can just be like, oh, like, wait, I get, I get to right. do this every day in the way I love it. And then you right. pay me to do it. Right. Okay. When I, when you get to that yeah. point, it's like yes, <laughs> that to me is like yeah, success. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> it's it's yeah, and it's not even about you know because I think some people you know mm, how you exactly. measure success. Um, you know, it's maybe for me it's not um, you know be selling you know out you know selling out and um, worldwide. I mean that's great and and notoriety, but you know when to me when you really feel like you made it's when you really right. touch people's. Absolutely. Or someone is touched by your your artistry, and I thought that was like it brings me back um, to when you were saying that you know the young woman that you you went met and you know were in church with yeah. she remembered your yeah that was crazy song yeah. that you know you were just doing it just lost in the moment and she remembered that and and remembered the lyrics and I think that's powerful because you know you're you've touched someone's soul and your your mind have you. Have you had um, any experiences that you remember where you kind of encountered or talked to someone and they were really inspired by your by your work or, or told you that they were inspired by the things that you've been doing so far and 
How, if so, how did that make you feel? Oh, man, it feels great, man. It's always nice. Uh, normally, people will say something like, bro, oh, how you, what's up, bro? Hey, by the way, I see you doing your thing, man. Keep it up. You know, it going to be something like mm-hmm. that. But, man, any little bit of encouragement is, is well welcome. It's, um, I want it. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is similar to what you said. It's just that when it, it touches people's life. So, um when that girl came back and said that to me, that was it wasn't that she remembered the song per se. It was just that she the reason why she remembered it. And it, she remembered it because it touched her the way that it touched me. And um, you know, I hope again, like with I was talking about earlier with lyrics, um, and how I build the song. I want the lyrics to be able to for you to read those lyrics and find some form of growth or encouragement by those lyrics as opposed to negativity you know the whole common thing where uh all the rap songs supposedly gotta have bitch and hoe and all this stuff and then degrading all those things you know i would like yeah. to kind of do that but on the reverse side yeah you want to yeah, empower yeah. and inspire yeah, yeah. i get it <laughs> and then as far as the actual music part i just think um and again i don't want to go too deep with it but if there's notes and chord progressions and things like that and there's also tempos and rhythms that promote certain uh, emotions. So if you hear a doom, 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 you know, you want to be like, hey, you know, like for example, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or be like, exactly. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, let me, let me feel sad for a minute. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, I, I think about those things when I write. I'm like, wait a minute, I want this song to have a. A Caribbean feel or a happy feel or whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So, one of the questions that um, I would like to ask you is if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead who would it be? Mm. Man, that's a good one. There's a couple folk. There's a couple folk. Um, I think if I were to pick one person it would probably be it would probably be President Obama. I think I just would love to sit and see how he uh how he kind of looks at life and how he um, problem solves and how he analyzes things. I just would really like to basically pick his brain, not necessarily what's in his brain, but how his brain works, mm-hmm. if, if you know right. what I mean by that. Oh, I get it. I definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Name a time in your life when you were inspired by something you saw. Oh, man. Or someone you met. Oh, okay. Somebody I met. Um, man, it's, it's, I think I think there's one of those things where if, um, depending on your personality, you can find inspiration in, in a lot of places. Um, inspiration by somebody I met or that I saw. I think when, um, when I was in the hospital, working at the hospital, there was a lot of inspirational people there. Um, just doctors, man. First of all, what it takes to uh, be a doctor. Going to 12 years of regular school just to follow up by 12 years of doctor school, 
That's that's to me is almost courageous within itself. But um, you know what I mean? And uh, so they they do some amazing things and we kinda look at certain things with the medical field with doctors that it's just like, Oh, you just go take this pill and you'll be fine. Duh, you can just do as if it's really simple. And some of the smallest things that we take for granted medically is highly complicated. So um, to see doctors and uh, the medical field be able to figure out certain diseases and things like that, that's inspiration to me. Definitely, definitely. Um, I would shout out to all of our um, doctors out there because all that schooling, man, man. It, it, you got just dedication right there. For real. Um, and definitely. your body continue changes, too. That's mm-hmm. another thing. So we evolve, and I mean, they got to learn what the new evolution was and how that affects so you know it's a lot to it i think no you are so right you are so right all right final question what advice would you give someone who wants to get started in pursuing their music career or um you know or getting started in pursuing their passions for music yeah i think number one would be to to start um that's one of those things where for me, I took a lot of time in preparation, and preparation slowly became procrastination. Mm. And so, yes, you know what I'm saying. I, so, I am an expert in that. <laughs> you know, gotta get that out the way. And uh, two, I think it's to find something or someone who you would want to liken yourself to. And these are things that are not just music. I think you can apply these things to um, just other places that you want to improve in your life. You find mm-hmm. something or someone who is a good example of what you want to grow to be, and then you learn from them. So I would, uh, I was taking certain songs and just singing them over and over until I sound just like the dude on the, on the CD, at least to my ear, you know. Mm, and, definitely. Uh, so I, I, knew, I normally only ask three questions, but I have a special bonus question <laughs> <laughs> that I do want to ask you since you are a musician. What mm-hmm. is your go-to pump it up song? Like that song that just gets you going, gets you hyped. Uh, it probably would depend on my element. Well, for me, um, working out is probably like my pump up most, you know, for the most part. And it would probably be, uh, mm, oh man, it's, that's a, it's a couple of them. That's hard. Uh, I'll take time. two. I'll take two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the one? Um, he said, "When we off up in the club, and what they gonna do? Shit, what they gonna do? Okay, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a go-to. You know your, you know your genre. Yeah, for real. Which um, the part of the millennial part of you are? For real. I, you know, I guess I am saying my age because. He old school. He's super old. But, you know, I'm 35. So, yeah. my turn up was like 10 years ago. No, we was turning up with us in there. Let's go. You already know. Yeah. Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. So, you are one of my first musicians that I can play an instrument. Well, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have some other guests who played instruments. But they have one of their many, many, many talents. And so, one of your talents is instrumental so i would love for you to just you know 
take a minute or two, maybe two or three, you know, <laughs> and just play us a little bit, just a little bit, just so that, you know, the listeners can get a little sense of you as the artist and, and know what you're all about. Right. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You just happen to have that guitar handy. <laughs> That's my baby. This is my baby, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, your woman gotta stay right here next to you. Not <laughs> Does it, that should have a name. <laughs> you know what? That's funny. My my buddy was asking me that. I haven't named her yet. Just you know, I hadn't hadn't had that moment. Like you know I what mean, I'm gonna call you? You know, you know, you know, Lucille. You know, with uh, with, yeah, I do. BB King had a name. I do. She's probably the most uh, popular guitar name ever. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, probably. Can you hear can you hear my guitar? Do I hear good. Go for it. So this is a uh, one of my favorite songs. such an amazing gift I, I just love art just all over and I, I'm, I'm so appreciative for you taking the time to come out and, and, and play a little bit and, and tell us a little bit about your story and I'm just wishing you continued success in your journey as you continue to hopefully ch- continue to change lives to find that, that, that moment when you're like okay I'm getting paid for it even hey, more you know because we all right. striving for that Man. But, um, but for right now you know you're doing your thing and I just wish you the the most most success ever um, oh man thank you so much no. I appreciate you yeah, you, just, yeah. you know it was an honor hearing you uh, you know reach out to me I, uh, yeah. was, I seen your podcast I seen one of your shows I can't remember which one it was and I enjoyed the show. And I'm like, man, this is a nice podcast. And oh, well, thank you. Thank and you. Let me just send her a, a little something. I yeah. wasn't even thinking, you know. It was like, <laughs> yeah, let me buy it. I'm like, okay, bet. Yeah, yeah, I'm always looking for, you know, really cool guests and really awesome people to just come by and say hi and, 
and mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it was really cool that you were able to do that and so um you know for the listeners out there if they want to get more information about you or follow you on social media or anything where can they go yeah so everything is g strings it's g dash s t r i n g z Make sure you put that Z on there. If that Z don't come, you won't see me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you I'm might on... find something. <laughs> right, right. You might... <laughs> it, may be, it may not be the right key. <laughs> but you know what, though? Look, now I'm glad you said that because people ask me, like, why did you name it? So, that was why. I uh, I wanted to find something that was a little catchy, you know, and I'm doing R&B, so there's a lot of love influence there. And, of course, there's sexuality there. sexy, you know. Um... But then more so because my name is Grant, and okay. I play stringed instruments. Okay. Piano, okay. bass, guitar, you know, along with some other things. So, But, yeah, you can find me everywhere at G-S-T-R-I-N-G-Z. Facebook, Instagram. Um, my music is everywhere. So if you're looking for my album, again, my name is... Um, G strings, and you would type that into your browser, uh, to your Spotify, to your title, to your Apple Music, wherever. I'm there. Um, the single is called Get to Know You. Uh, there's a couple of videos on YouTube as well if you like music videos, and I do a little bit of uh, a little bit of podcast type of stuff too. So everything G dash S T R I N G Z. Right, where you heard it from the source himself. All right, make sure you put that Z on there. Bam. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure that I put that information in the description um, of the uh, podcast notes. So, just um, closing you. it out, I just want to thank everyone. Thank, um, thank my special guest. Uh, Grant for gracing us with his presence and just thanking all the listeners who have been tuning in who got you know been sticking through it with me through the first season and as we going into the second season and getting deeper into that I just want to thank you all for continuing to just listen and I just want you to continue to just tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode yeah. And just remember to hit the subscribe button. If you, you do know, that. if you're on Apple Podcasts, you know, leave a description, leave a, um, uh, um, you know, what do they call those things? See, I gotta learn what it's called. That's why I <laughs> only have a few of them. But uh, leave a, re- you know, just say let us know if you love the podcast. Give us five stars. Yeah, give us. You know, comments, leave a man. leave a comments, whatever. Any feedback. Just trying to get it out there and. Um, You know, until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. And if not now, then when?